0: Good afternoon. We're here with another edition of the Shamu Hoops podcast and pleased to have another amazing guest with us, the new head coach of Loyola Marymount, Stan Johnson. Stan, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing wonderful. How are you?
0: I'm doing doing well. i uh, about 15 minutes from, from your future home, uh, executing the stay-in-home orders. And I know for you, you got the head coaching job on March 20th. And it's probably been a pretty crazy 10, 11 days since that time, but probably a a lot different in terms of what you might have expected when you when you took your first coaching job. So how has it been really since you uh, since you accepted the position?
1: Well, you know, obviously it's it's been amazing from uh, an achievement standpoint. You know, there's only X amount of these jobs that are available Uh, and, you know, they're hard to get. I mean, you know, you have a better chance to be an NBA player than being a <laughs> Division One head coach. You know, so from that standpoint, you know, I, uh, you know, it's awesome. And for me, uh, you know, as you're going through the business and you're thinking, what's that going to look like the day that happens? You know, I, I couldn't be more happy to be where I'm at and to get my first head job at Loyola Marymount. Uh, so that's that's been. Ultra exciting, uh, you know. In terms of what we're dealing with uh, from a global perspective, you know, who who could who could draw that up? You know, no one no one imagined that, and you know we're all trying to fight through that. Um, but you know, it puts things in perspective, and this ordeal that we're all facing as as a world, you know, has helped me gain even greater appreciation for an opportunity such like this, because the thing I'm learning every day, and I I think it shouldn't take moments like this to realize that, you know, life is very short and, uh, you got to make the most of it. And, uh, I'm glad to have this opportunity. I'm going to make the most of it and I'm going to make the most of it right now in a, you know, in a, in a difficult, uh, uh, situation for not only myself, but but for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm sure in, in kind of a, a normal time, which we are not in right now, you'd, you'd be at the university and had your press conference and be out on the road recruiting. How have you been able to use this time? I know you're working to, um, you know, build a strong staff and get to know the, the current players, but, uh, how has it been, you know, maybe a little different than what you would have expected having potentially been on campus and been running around?
1: Yeah. You know, um, like you said, I mean, in a normal circumstance, you know, I got the job on a Friday. So that probably that following Monday or, or Tuesday, there would have been a press conference. And then you would have met your guys and, you know, everybody involved with what the uh, with our program, the university, members of the community. Um, so I haven't had a chance to have that happen. Um But it's given me a chance, you know, to really spend um, a lot of time with the most important people in the program, and that's our players. And although it's only been by phone, uh, I've had a chance to to talk to these guys almost every day or every other day uh, where they've had a chance to to get a feel for who I am as a person, you know, the things that I value and believe in as a coach. And I've had a chance to really figure out – who they are and what they're all about and what they're looking for uh and I would not have had that same opportunity to do that to this level, although it would have been in person, but when you're in person, there's so many other things going on, people coming in and out, you got to go recruiting, you got to find a four, you got to put a staff together so it allowed me to slow things down and and try to figure out where each and every one of our guys were um you know from a needs perspective and it's also allowed me to really 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 uh take a lot of time to put a staff together the best staff that we could possibly put together in Loyola Marymount and uh you know those are my two primary things that I was really focused on and putting a lot of my energy in um and now you know I'm I'm getting to the point now where you know I'm I'm turning my focus and shifting a little bit to to recruiting and uh, the 2021 class, what we need uh, based on uh, where we're at right now in terms of our our team and what we need to fill for next year. Uh, So all this has allowed me to to understand where guys are at, get a big picture view of that, um, make sure I'm putting the right people around them, and then how do we improve our team as we move forward.
0: Sure, and, and how, how were some of those conversations at the at the very beginning? I know Loyola Marymount has a lot of guys returning, but I'm sure you know 18, 19, 20 year olds. Their their coach is just fired, and they're kind of in limbo. Uh, classes are being canceled. How were some of those first conversations? Um, how did how did those kind of go? Just in terms of a an overall sense of what they were feeling.
1: Well, you know, the one thing I tell you is, you know, Coach Dunlap um, has done an incredible job. Uh, you know recruiting uh, unbelievable kids and that's the first thing that really stood out you know like those guys were so respect respectful on the phone Uh, they're very engaging um, you know very polite I mean that staff did a great job uh, recruiting high level people and and that really has stood out Um, You know the first time you talk to anybody there's there's so much unknown they're trying to fill you out i'm trying to fill them out you know the one thing i wanted to give these guys was reassurance of who i was as a human being and what i believed and you know i was going to come in and everybody's going to have a you know a clean slate and i'm not coming in to to run people off i wanted them to to have peace about that uh so then they could make the best decisions for themselves and i think that's important um and really that's what it's been about. And uh, you know, and then I wanted them to to know what our what our what our program was gonna look like and what it was gonna stand for and the things that you know I really believe in and, and how I saw them based on my homework and you know, things I thought they 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 they've done really well. Uh that could be, you know, athletically on the floor, that could be academically, that could be in the weight room. You know, so I've I've spent my time talking to so many different people around the program where I've been able to to give that feedback to the guys and, and give them my own assessment of of who I think they are and who they need to be as we try to, 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 to move forward.
0: Great. And, and I was listening to a podcast you, you did previously and you were talking about uh, really, you know, why Loyola Marymount and, and, you know, coming from Marquette and, and a very successful Big East program that you might've had some options in the past. What was it, whether it was the timing or the school, what kind of drew you to this opportunity where you kind of decided, okay, this is, this feels right. This is the right one for me to uh, begin my head coaching career on.
1: Yeah. You know, I I've always said, um, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I, I I've, I've been so fortunate to to work at a lot of good places with great people. Um, but I'm, I'm, I've been at a special place. I mean, Marquette, the university, how they embrace the men's basketball program, um, the job that I had there as an assistant coach—I honestly, I, I feel like I had the best assistant coach job in the country. I really did, and I'm—I wasn't somebody just searching for any job or to, to jump just to be a head coach. I wanted the right one, and in order for things to work, you know, I'm a big believer in alignment and fit. And you know, Loyola Marymount, based on you know uh, their beliefs uh, and and how we treat the students and how we treat our student athletes, um, the academic component to the university uh, and where it's located, I felt like you could have the best of both worlds there, academically and athletically. That's what I'm used to. Uh, it's a place that fits who I am as a as a person and when I'm selling it, I'm selling myself because I believe in it. Mm -hmm. And I I think we share similar values and I don't have to be somebody else that I'm not at this particular place. So that was really important to me. And, you know, as I got to know, um, Craig and, um, the vision that he has, uh, for our future, uh, you know, that draw me, that drew me even closer you know, having a relationship with a guy who's coming in and, and wants to do some special things and wants to be connected and, and where we're walking hand in hand, you know, that that kind of alignment, uh, you can't put a price tag on. And then, you know, to, to top it all off, uh, meeting uh, our great president, President Snyder, and, and hearing his vision and and how important that he, this basketball program is to the university and, and the things that they want to see it was easy for me to say, you know what, this is, this is one you jump for.
0: Yeah. And definitely, you know, right, right by the water and, and a beautiful campus and a lot of talent in the, in the surrounding surrounding area. Um, but when, when this happened, it was probably, a you know, went pretty quickly. And, and how was it for you? Just in terms of the interview process, um, you know, I think Dunlap was let go on March 8th and then you were hired on the 20th. So it moved pretty quickly, but, You know, how was it for you in in that process and and just getting comfortable with everybody that you were chatting with? I guess one, trying to understand their vision, but then two, trying to, you know, sell them on your vision as well.
1: Yeah, you know, I can't remember uh, when everything happened uh, specifically, but I, I do know we were in New York. Actually, it was the day we were supposed to play Seton Hall Okay. and the game got canceled and we were back. We got back to the hotel, we're kind of in our, our meal room, you know, trying to get our guys organized and figure out what's going on and, and I remember getting a text from a search firm and you know, to call and when I reached out they said, Hey, you know, you're somebody they'd love to to talk to, would you be interested? I said, Of course, and um, I believe Greg and I had a, a conversation, you know, a couple of days later and um you know, based on that conversation you know, that led to another meeting uh with with some other people. Uh but anytime, you know, I I've been fortunate to go through that a couple of times. Anytime you're in those situations, you know, I, I understand that there are very good coaches out there and other great candidates. So you never assume you're getting a job. Uh there are so many things that go into getting a job uh that you can't control. But the, the thing I wanted to do was not necessarily uh tell them what they wanted to hear i wanted them to hear who i am right how i think you build this and what i was going to do and i wanted to make sure that's a match for them it's it's just it's how i operate in recruiting you know it's the same with recruiting i think in recruiting if if you let people know who you are up front um and how you're going to do things how you're going to do business right and it's a, it's clear well then there's a there's a better chance for it to happen on the back end because the expectation is set uh now they have to make a decision and I, I had the same approach with this I wanted to lay out this is who I am this is how I conduct myself this is I, this is how we're going to do business here this is how I think we're going to grow the program and now you've got to decide does this match what you want uh and for me I was fortunate enough that um, it was something that they, they felt uh they needed
0: in terms of, in terms of uh, growing the program, you, you mentioned you were starting to turn towards 2021 recruiting. And right now uh, the spring live periods are canceled and who knows what will happen with the potential summer periods. Um, how do you, you kind of go about, is it a lot of looking at video or is it also connecting with the various high school and AU coaches? But what's kind of the overall, your kind of overall plan for recruitment in this tumultuous time?
1: Well, I, you know, there's two different ones. You you have the 21, obviously,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and then you have, you've got, you know, a, a team still that you have to add some pieces to. Right. And I think for me right now, if 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 I or our, my staff, if we have not seen a guy, you know, you you have to really rely heavily on people you trust, because anybody associated with a kid's gonna tell you how good he is. <laughs> right. And you know, so you have to be able to sift through that. And right now I think it's important for kids that are being recruited and coaches who are recruiting, you, got, you have to lean heavily on relationships and people you've, you have worked with in the past where uh, they, there's, uh, there's experience there of things happening well or their guys doing well. And right now, as we try to get this team better, we're, we're using film, we're using analytics, we're, you know, we're going to do all that, you know, we're, we're talking to people, but it, it's primarily going to be, for us, people we have relationships with, that we've worked with, that things have worked out before, and gotcha. that's got to be, that's our approach. And and for the 21 class, it's similar, but I, I do think, you know, there we're, we're going to have some time to, to, to see guys again and, and, and go from there. Uh, so I, you know, I, I think we'll have time to, to, to get face to face, to see guys to really evaluate, um, as we move forward.
0: Okay. And, uh, you know, having, having been at Marquette for a while and been in the coaching ranks for, for a long time, you know, who are some of the, when, when you're trying to create your head coaching philosophy, whether it's, you know, how you want to look on offense or, or defense, is it kind of taking a little bit from all the different spots you've been to or potentially some mentors? Um, How do you kind of go about creating the coach Johnson philosophy?
1: That's a great question. You know, I've been so fortunate. You know, I I started my career as an assistant coach in Northern Minnesota, at midgy state and everybody I talked about in Bemidji state, it, it, it was a blessing in my life. I don't, I I couldn't understand why I, I had to go up there, but I'm so glad I did. And, you know, from that experience all the way to Marquette, I mean, you're talking about one extreme to the next. But every stop along the way, I have I've have been so fortunate. I've been under terrific coaches. I mean, I have worked alongside some great coaches at the Division II level, at the low major level, at the mid-major level, at the high major level. And, you know, for 18, 17 years, whatever, I, I've been building – my blueprint on what I think a program should look like based on what I liked that a guy did that I was with or what he what I didn't like, or what I thought we could add and I've been systematically over the years you know just putting that away in a hard drive, you know my thoughts and and reorganizing it meetings and how that works and structure and you know organization and culture. You know, I've 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 stolen from everybody, and uh, that's that's served me well. I've been with guys who were CEOs. I mean, where you know, whether it's guy like Herb Syndek, I mean, you you learn everything about how you run a company and how you treat people. I've I've been with Jim Boylan, who's now the head coach of the Bulls, and how you how you game plan Mm -hmm. and how you prepare for a game and what that looks like, both on offense and defense. I've uh, been with Bobby Braswell, who at Northridge, I believe, was one of the, the most organized coach I've ever been around. You know, his whole thing was we can win, you know, 40 to 50% of our game just on sheer organization. Uh, and then, you know, get my first job and being with a guy, an unbelievable coach like Jeff Dio, who the world will never know, who just taught me how you pour into your, your guys as human beings. You know, so – you know, I, I've stolen from from everybody, and the stuff I didn't like, I'm I'm gonna, you know, not use. But that's been a blessing, and I'm I'm hoping that, you know, starting at a place like Bemidji, working your way up Northrid, I mean, uh, working your way up to Marquette, I I hope that that same path could be true with who we are now at Loyola Marymount. You know, where I've, you know, you have to roll up your sleeves and work, but you have a vision as to, as to where you want to be and where you want to go.
0: Okay. And, and, you know, at at Marquette, one of, uh, you know, the All-American player, one of the best players this season, Marcus Howard, was a guy you had recruited early on to Arizona State and then, I guess, re-recruited uh, once, you, once you landed at Marquette. But kind of two questions on him, because uh, he was actually a former guest on the podcast and somebody I've been able to watch since he was 15 or 16. You know, how was it? in the re-recruitment phase. Um, Obviously, you guys had built up a relationship while at Arizona State. And, you know, what was it that you kind of saw in him that uh, really, really pushed you to, you know, bring him over to Marquette and and kind of, you know, hope hope that he would follow you? And, you know, obviously he had a very talented high school career and a great college career. But what was it that you kind of saw in him in a a young age?
1: Well, I, I saw a guy who had extreme character. I mean... The highest of highs and you know someone with an unbelievable work ethic that had a tremendous tremendous skill you know he could really shoot the ball um you know he had you know his work ethic i saw him i said well you know if the guy could shoot that well and he could score it you know at a at a world-class level um uh, boy what could he be like when he gets in the cause environment um and he's 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 working on the other parts of his game, um, and you know those are the things that that really drew me to him at a young age. You know, Marcus is a is a is a prime example of when you develop a meaningful meaningful strong deep connection and relationship with somebody. What's possible? I mean, that kid uh, should not have been at Marquette. You know, he could, should have been in Arizona State or Arizona or UCLA or, you know, any of those places that were closer. Uh, but he valued the same things I valued, and he 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 understood the importance of uh, a great relationship, and he trusted me, and he came across the country and came to Marquette. And, you know, I, I thought he'd be an unbelievable player. I thought a lot of people had maybe under-evaluated him for, for who he was. But never in my mind did I think he'd be the, the all-time leading scorer, you know, in the history of the Big East. Right. Know, I, I would not be in honest if, if I thought that was uh, what was going to happen. But, again, I think when you make decisions based on people and you have people who truly, truly believe in you, great things like that can happen. And the greatest compliment Marcus has ever given me was, he said the other day, I didn't even realize that he when I got hired, he said a quote and said, you know what, he believed me on believed in me on days I didn't even believe in myself. And that's so true. And there, you know, especially young kids, even as adults, we all need that. We all need people to tell us, you know what, no, you are that good. And, you know, I, I hope that that will be something that our program here um, feeds off and can build off, you know, uh, a confidence and a belief that, you know what, I'm, I'm better than what I think I am. And when you get a kid to think like that, then you know great things can 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 happen.
0: Well, it was definitely definitely fun watching him and in, in his career. And and last last question for you on Loyola Marymount, but you know you were talking about your vision and the athletic director's vision and the president. And and obviously, you know it, it's not going to be next year where you guys are you know beating Gonzaga or, or challenging Gonzaga for their throne. But maybe you know three years down the line, how how would you kind of define? a successful, um, successful coaching stint early on, um, just from an overall program standpoint.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm more, um, I'm more, uh, process driven Mm
0: -hmm. than
1: I am, uh, being worried about the outcome. And for me, we have to get the right people on the ship. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's one. Uh, and, And that starts with the the staff we hire that starts with the kids we bring on board and the kids we already have on board we got to start rolling in the right direction that way we have to do a good job early of letting people you know from at the university level uh in our community throughout our state understand that you know we want Loyola Marymount to be a place or a resource to them as well. I I don't want this to be, you know, well, we're always going out and trying to get somebody else's player, you know, where it's always transactional. I want people to feel different about who we are. That this is a place where you can go as a coach, a high school coach, an AU coach, and you can grow and you can learn. That this staff and this coach is truly about people. And if, if we can generate that on, in the most sincere way the next thing they'll see is that our kids love being there our kids love playing they love competing for us and then that lends itself to allowing your recruiting to get better and we got to get to the point where we're not just getting guys that can plan our team and be solid we want guys that can help us win in this league and win nationally so you know for me that's the progression, but all that is started by the little details, uh, you know, doing all the little things, right. Our guys will hear me say this a lot. Let, let's, let's win the moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, every moment we have to try to win it. And if that moment requires you in class, when you're feeling like dozing off to regroup and, and stay in there and, and, and get your work done, you got to win that moment, you know, in practice, you know, every, uh, drill and every rep we got to win that moment and we continue to win more moments we're going to create great habits and winning habits where then now there's an expectation to do well so for me that's as we start this thing those are the things i'm going to be evaluating because if we do that well i believe that all the things that people want and all the things we desire on a much grander scale. like chasing Gonzaga will happen, mm-hmm. but that's not going to happen if we miss these steps and 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 these are critical times for us this year, the next couple of years. We can't miss steps or try to expedite the process where it 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 pulls us backwards so that's my focus and and that's that's what i'm that's those are the things I'm going to be paying close attention to because that'll that'll be the uh our our guide you know in terms of where we're headed.
0: Well, definitely excited to see how that, that progresses. Uh, you know, living in Los Angeles, I've been able to go to UCLA, USC, Loyola Marymount games. And I always tell people, like, I kind of enjoy going to the LMU games more because you, you watch some good basketball and you get up close to the action. And it, it's kind of a fun, you know, and fun environment to go to that I think a lot of people don't fully realize yet. Um, you know, you can throw in the $2 hot dogs as well, which which I've definitely enjoyed there before. And then from a, from a team perspective, you know, I, I keep thinking back to Eli Scott, who was a junior and used to play with the, the ball brothers at Chino Hills. And, you know, it was probably the one player that Gonzaga, you know, was really struggling to figure out how to match up with him. So, you know, from a, right. a, a current player standpoint, as well as I think a lot of uh, just potential at the program, excited to see, see how it builds and progresses. Uh, but wanted to thank you for, for coming on. And I know you've got a busy schedule and, and have a lot going on. So thank you for your time and and looking forward to seeing how the future, uh, future pans out.
1: Well, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on and hopefully we'll we'll do it again. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to get everybody involved with our program and and make sure we're doing it together. So, so thank you.
0: All right. Thanks coach. And and best of luck um, and stay, stay safe during, during these times.
1: Appreciate it. You too.